0: Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the Canto Bite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me, as always, my co-host, Brittany Brown. We have seen The Last Jedi. That's what we're gonna be talking about this episode. So if you haven't seen it, turn this episode off immediately. How are you doing,
1: Brittany? (laughs) Oh my god. I I it's it's like on my mind. It's like someone on Twitter put it. It's like when you when you like break up with someone or someone breaks up with you and they're like they're still on the brain. And I I feel like I've been like broken up with but in like the best way possible. Cuz it's like <laughs> this is like the best relationship
0: of my life and I'm like I accept this. Okay. First question, how many times have you seen the movie? Uh two. Okay. okay. Me too. We are recording this on the Saturday night after it came out. Um, I saw it Thursday, of course, the first showing. It's right at 7. And then I saw it uh, last night at the IMAX. Okay. So how are your experiences seeing it? Okay. First time. Super stressful. Um... <laughs> I, like I was excited but I was very there's lots of things I was worried about mm-hmm. and then I liked it a lot but like the whole time I was super stressed and my jaw was like on the floor because there's all sorts of things that happened and I didn't and like I'm really glad I didn't know what was gonna happen because it was sort of like a good stress but it was also sort of a terrible oh my god oh my God oh my god feeling and I kept thinking that people who I love were gonna die and so the second viewing, I could breathe a little bit more and like just sort of watch it in a relaxed state. And I, I fucking love this movie. Yeah. It's,
1: oh, it's so good. I feel bad saying that this is one of my favorites, but it's like, God, I, I know this has only been out for a couple days and I've only seen this twice, but really like, this is such
0: a beautiful film. I'm going to say this. I don't, I don't know quite where this falls in my rankings yet, but I think as like, just as a movie, it might be the best Star Wars movie. Oh, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's just. It takes so many risks. It's its own thing. There's so many like great. Emotional payoff moments and there's awesome fight scenes and it's really funny and I just, I loved it.
1: Yeah, like there were a lot of dark turns and, you know, deeper meanings. Like, you know, Rose on Canto Bite, I thought that was beautifully done. And, you know, just Luke about talking about the Jedi, how they should end. Like, fucking Mark Hamill. I, I still can't believe
0: how good he did in this film. He was really good in this movie. And I got to say, that's something. Look, I love Mark Hamill. It was something I was a little bit worried about. Was because I knew this was going to be like a really big, like a dark emotional story for him, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know, because I've never seen him do that kind of thing before, and so I was a little bit like, I don't, I don't know, but then he was awesome in this movie, and I got to say, the most I've ever liked Luke Skywalker, like he's so just sarcastic and he's such a dick for so much of this movie. And I loved it.
1: Yeah, I agree. You know, like the moments like when he walked in on Ray and Kylo. <laughs> but yeah, get off my island. And, you know, like Ray fighting with him with the sticks. And then him touching her with a leaf when she, oh God, he was talking about the force.
2: So
0: Can I feel it? That's the force. <laughs> Can I read... The text that you sent me immediately after seeing the movie, because it made me laugh really hard (laughs) because I got at, I mean, it must have been like, I think it was like right after you saw the movie.
1: Yeah, it was like right after. I think I was like in the bathroom, just like texting, like ah. But yeah, because anyway. it was like
0: yeah, it was like was like 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 one or two in the morning here, it's just I got three texts. I woke up to this because I was asleep. I woke up to, oh my god, R.I.P. in peace, Snoke. Also, I want to fuck Kylo Ben. <laughs> Those are the three texts that I got from Brittany. <laughs> It was like the first thing I saw when I turned on my phone in the morning, and it made me laugh really hard.
1: <laughs> I I agree with all those statements. I I am way surprised that they killed off Snoke. They sliced him like a fucking piece oh of my God, bread, that's awesome. and that we we got to see Ben. Or yeah, I I, I saw Ben. I I, I, would I like, like ben. to see
0: less of Ben, but. I like Ben. <laughs> I like oh, Ben. You, Star Wars. you were just talking about how you needed to get a Star Wars crush, and now you have one. I know. I'm so happy. I love I love Kyle Ren in this movie.
1: Like, I'm not just fangirling him because I think his body is nice, but really, he's such a complex character. And- you know when they were, when Snoke was like connecting their minds to talk, I loved that. I loved how they were able to you know talk to each other and they got to connect in a way because like they both kind of felt alone and then they touched and then they felt like their deep little connection. And then when they're fighting with each other in the throne room, and Ray's like, "Oh my God, we can, we can save them," and Kylo's like, "No, man, join me, Ray. You're no one." And she's like, "Ben, don't do this." I love how she calls him Ben yeah. too. Like, I loved that touch. Like, I loved how she never called him Kylo. And every time, like, the first couple times she was talking to him through the Force, like, she was just crying. And she's like, how could you do it? How could you kill Han Solo? And he's like, yeah, I'm a monster. And I'm like, fuck yeah, Yeah, you are. Like,
0: okay, all right. I gotta say, as you can tell, we're gonna be a little bit all over the place this episode. I promise in the next couple weeks, we'll do, like, a more coherent, like, scene-by-scene, storyline-by-storyline breakdown. We haven't, we haven't really talked to each other much about this yet. Like, we're talking a little bit in DM chat, but not in depth. So, because we wanted to save it for the podcast. So, it's going to be a lot all over the place as we think about awesome things that we saw.
1: Yeah, but um, was there anything that really, like, generally shocked you about this movie? I was
0: shocked that they killed Snoke. I I really wasn't expecting that in this movie. Um, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's cool. I think it's like a risky thing to do. Cause then like, I mean, Kylo's your big bad. And I think that's, that's a cool touch. I fucking love that everybody's Snoke theory isn't so much. I'm sucky as it is completely irrelevant. Cause he's just dead.
1: I I love that. And that was, like, one of the things that people were asking me, like, at the very end of the film was, okay,
0: so who is Snoke? I'm like, it doesn't fucking matter. He's Snoke dead. Is Snoke is Like, who cares? Like, that's what it comes down to. Like, he, he's, he's, like, he's yeah, a like, bad force user.
1: Yeah. Then again, like, who cares that he could use a force and he could do force lightning and shit? He's dead. Like, that doesn't matter anymore. That – nothing matters. The only thing that matters is that this unstable 30-year-old is in charge of the First Order now, which I – fucking love that so much i can't i love that that he's just basically in charge he killed the master i when he first killed snoke like i thought that snoke was gonna like regenerate and like just like put himself back together for some reason like when you saw him slide off i was like they did not just kill him i was looking at my brother and like no way and then that scene right afterwards when Rey grabs her lightsaber and they're fighting back to back with the Praetorian oh. guards, that by far is one of my favorite scenes of all it time is... in Star Wars. I'm saying oh this God. now; I will take that to my grave. I can't believe that. It is such I, a good fight scene. I was in shock. The whole audience was roaring. Like I, you know, first off, I'm going to say that the audience in this film, or that I saw this movie with, was very mediocre. They, I, my, I think my audience oh, really okay. hated this film. Which I think that put a damper on, not my mood, but um, a lot of people. Because, like, I got into the film and some people in my family were like, I really didn't like this movie. And I'm like, well, see it again. And then, of course, I saw it again. They're like, oh, my God. I love it. But, yeah, with, with some scenes, um, like Leia in space, we'll probably talk about that later. Um, Luke dying. I I don't know. I honestly was very quiet about those scenes. But that scene, when they're finding it together, I, like time just stopped for me when I saw them back to back. Like that was everything I have ever wanted, but I never thought I needed.
0: You know, it's, it's really, it was, it was such a, it's, it's such a well choreographed fight. Um, There's several things I like about it. One is it's not your typical, like, like old, like old, like samurai movies and shit where it's like one person attacks them at a time. Like, no, like, this is, like, a multi-person battle. The weapons are all really cool. I especially loved that. That, like, segmented, like, whip sword that that one guy had. Yeah, that was
1: cool. I loved a lot of the moves, too. Like, Rey dropping the saber and slashing the guy. The guy going into the shredder. <gasps> yes, and then yes, Kylo, yes. or she, she's like, Ben, and she, she hands him the lightsaber, and then he just uses it as, like, a bang, and then gets him in the eye. I love that.
0: Dude, the like the first night my audience liked that scene when I saw an IMAX on Friday, like round of applause when he when he gets that guy in the eye.
1: Yeah, my theater was just like, oh, you know, kind of annoying about it. I felt kind of bad because, like, there was a guy sitting in front of um, me and he kept, like, looking behind me every time I would kind of gasp or do something. I felt like I was being annoying, <laughs> but I got my karma back yesterday when a child kept picking my seat the whole film. So, oh, God. Yeah, that was kind of annoying. Man,
0: yeah, yeah, I tell you, like, I've been going, like, the last several movies that I saw and my first showing in this movie were at the Alamo Draft House, mm-hmm. And, like, they don't, they don't let kids in. Except for like, no, but they don't, they don't, except for like, they have like select like family viewings like once a week. But otherwise I think it's like 13 or older, maybe even higher than that. But then I was at the f- fucking IMAX on Friday and there are all these little kids running around and I'm just like, Oh my God. Like I want to just be, I'm um, like, I want to just be the person who can be like, yay, look at all these little kids enjoying star Wars. But they're loud, and I want them to enjoy Star Wars separately from me.
1: Yeah, I feel totally the same way. And I felt like that, too, yesterday when I was watching the film. I saw there were a lot of children. But then again, this was 930 in the morning, and that's when probably parents usually Mm. want to take their kids to see a film. That was just me complaining. But, God, this movie was so fucking dark too like i can't imagine like bringing a young child to see this film like I'm, I'm saying that even though my brother was in first grade when he saw revenge of the sith and he had no problems with it but there's just so much deeper complex issues in this film that i don't
0: think children would understand yeah i think it, i think it depends i mean i think this is when you definitely gotta watch before you bring your kids to yes you know like, I know, like, I know people who have brought their kids because they know their kids can handle it, mm-hmm. because they saw the movie first, and they're like, okay, we'll prepare them for this and this and this. Yeah, my theater was packed,
1: too, and it's one of those theaters where it's first come, first serve. So, okay. it was really funny, because Rusty and I got in line around, like, 11 or 12. Of course, that was in my, I can't eat, I'm too nervous slash excited feelings. And then, you know, of course, yeah. talk to people in line, but... We got into the theater around like 530 and I swear to God, like five minutes before the film, there were people just like running back and forth up the aisles being like, is this seat taken? Is this seat taken? And it's like, if you knew this was going to be a very busy movie, you would have come here at least an hour, hour and a half beforehand because it was it was packed theater. Like people are sitting in the nosebleed seats. It was, it was like bad, but kind of funny because it's like you, you did this to yourself. Like you're mad, but you should just be mad at yourself for not coming early. So I thought that was funny. Yeah.
0: Like, what did you expect? It's the opening showing of a blockbuster movie.
1: Yeah. And it it brings the point, too, that I hate when you've been waiting in line for so long and then someone tries to text you like, hey, can I join you in line? No. If you thought that – if you think that this is going to be a busy movie, you would have come here, too. If you're not here by, like, 4.35, then – you're screwed. Like, obviously like I saved seats for my parents because my mom had to work and my dad was doing dad stuff. <laughs> dad, and it, it, dad's stuff. oh man, he, he had so many questions. I was, I was really looking forward to his point of view of the movie. Cause there are just some, they're very like odd, but satisfying things that happen in this movie. And I was surprised how much that he liked it. My mom loved it, though. Like, she's very critical, I think, of, like, Star Wars movies because I don't think she gets it 100%. Like, she was in the party of, I want Ray to be a Solo or a Skywalker. Yeah. But she's like, oh, okay, I get that. But then she was like, do you think he's lying? And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. Like, he's not lying. Like, this is an em- this is a cue back to Empire Strikes Back. I think that Kylo ex- knows exactly who Ray's parents are because she knows it, too. Like, he can kind of see through her mind that she knows that that her parents are truly no one and i feel like this is something that Ray has known throughout the whole film so i thought it was really interesting that they purposely kind of dragged this because they want to do the oh like who are ray's parents but i feel like we've all kind of known or at least i've known that Ray has been a no one since day one and shout out to my family for giving me shit for two years because i said that Ray was a no one and ray is a no one so
0: see i've i wanted ray to be be a no one but i didn't I didn't trust them to make Raya no one. Because Star Wars likes to connect everything. Yeah, and when she was
1: in that room or in that like cave thing and she was looking through that reflection, she's like, Show me my parents. I swear to god, I thought that was Leia at first. Like that reflection back, I'm like, oh
2: fuck.
0: Oh my god. I was sitting there being like, No, 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 no
1: oh man i also was like damn it like the very first scene when we see that random guy saying like where are when he said the first word because i swear to god i thought it was going to be Hux. but oh my god yeah. Hux looks so beat up in this film like he had such bad what do you look like he did like he had such really he looks like shit in he this had movie. really bad bags under his eyes and i get that like Ginger Squad, like we have really pale skin, and it's easy to see like the bags under our eyes when we're really tired. But man, he he looked beat the fuck up. But I
0: love the he's got a lot. He's got a lot of stress in his. Oh life. my god, with Poe messing with it, I love that. <laughs> oh my god, I fucking like. I already love Poe, but the amount to which I fell in love with Poe in that seed, I. <sighs> I got, I just I thought that was such a great seed. I thought it was so funny, and then you get the awesome action sequence with it.
1: Yeah, that was beautifully done. The whole space, just everything going on. I almost feel like it la- I I hate saying that. I feel like it lasted like a little too long. But I'm just saying that because it's a two-hour, thirty-minute film. Like I would love to see like more things in this film. But uh, maybe that would just be me being impatient and wanting to see Luke Skywalker. I think it was mostly that.
0: But it didn't it didn't seem as long to me the second time. I think because the first time like I was just so stressed. Yeah, me too. I'm like and okay, I got to say one thing. Um I love Poe and BB8 so much with his little happy beeps buddy line I'm like oh. Like eh. and then later cuz I I want to say this now cuz otherwise I forget when when uh Rose and Finn come back and Poe's just like where's my <laughs> oh, droid, my droid. <laughs> and then he like and then they runs up and Poe like sc- he like scratches bb8's belly basically <laughs> and it's like the cutest thing in the world i love how he was
1: like happy to see fan but he's like where's my droid where's my droid and then bb8 comes out he's like my buddy
0: i just he was so happy to see bb8 mm, uh but no yeah but like going back to that first opening sequence um I mean, there's a lot going on there. Like, I mean, first of all, it's just visually really cool when that thing, when that dreadnought finally explodes. I mean, it's such like a massive visual, like, stunning thing to see. And even though we don't really know Paige at all, and now I definitely really want to read the, the uh, Cobalt Squadron book, Squadron book, which is about her and Rose, you just in that like two minute scene, you get so much of that character when she's just kicking the ladder trying to get the thing, the remote to fall.
1: Yeah, that was that was beautifully done. And then I want to touch on the uh, t- touch up on this real quick because I know that I will forget. But one thing that stood out to me in the most beautiful way from the first order and the resistance was the diversity of the people, like, they were just so. Many different, like there were, you know, Asians. There were, you know, a lot of women. There were a lot of, you know, different. Um, it it was beautiful. It was awesome seeing like that many like different different kinds of people like in the first
0: order or in the resistance. I thought that was beautifully yeah. well, um, especially in the past because like the empire was always so much like w- w- white males. Yeah. Like even in the background, like everybody was a white dude.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think it's really cool how much of this movie. Even even the like the non speaking parts were diverse.
1: Yeah, and God, just and then seeing Rose on Canto Bay, you know, looking at you know, Finn was like, "This is a beautiful place," and then she's like, "No, dude, look closer," and you see the fathers, you know, getting abused, and then child laborers, and it's like, this is such a beautiful message, like in a Disney movie, that I was so happy that they put in. But, um, yeah, people
0: hate this movie, though. Yeah, but you know what? That, fuck Whatever. Them. No, not fuck them. But Well, no, I will say this. If you go out of your way to, like, shit on this movie to people who are talking about how much they enjoy this movie, then, yeah, go fuck yourself. Like, if you don't like the movie, that's fine. And I also think, you know, if you don't like your movie and you're, you know, on your own Twitter feed or whatever, talking about the problems you have... That's like obviously perfectly acceptable. But don't be like, hey, you're wrong for liking this movie. Or here's the reasons that you shouldn't like this movie that you like. I'm like, no, just let me like this thing that I like.
1: Uh, Yeah, I agree. Like, I... I was really surprised of the backlash that this movie like kind of got, and Twitter was basically in a war on Thursday night and Friday. Like I've never seen Twitter so like s- split with opinions, but uh, I you know that doesn't affect how I the view this film. Seeing it a second time definitely opened my eyes to how beautiful this film was because I wasn't sure about a lot of things. Um, I do want to talk about Leia though, um, the very beginning of the film when she and Kylo kind of have that moment and he resists to shoot. And then those TIE fighters do. And I swear to God, I thought they just killed her. I looked at my mom and I was like, holy fuck. They just killed her. I was like, this is, this is cold. This is disappointing. And then you see her, you know, open her eyes in space. And that the very first time I saw that, I like took me away from
0: the movie. I was like, no, 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 no. I- I was I was fine with everything until she starts like pulling herself forward. I just I feel like all right. Look, obviously I'm glad she wasn't dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just and and I also I'm somebody who always wanted to see Leia use the Force. I I just think it looked a little bit silly, like it was a slightly like visually. I don't know like that well oh, that move I and honestly I'll say I feel the same way um in the scene in the throne room when when Snoke is dragging Rey forwards where there's just something about the visual effect of that that does not work for me.
1: Yeah, I think it's safe to say that some of these visual effects in this movie were kind of off, but I forgive them for now. It's probably going to be something I'm going to be critical about in the next couple months because I'm still in like you know, like, I just went on a first date with someone and I'm in love. That, that's, mm-hmm. that's what I feel like. But, yeah, you know, going from seeing her in space to... But another thing about that, too, is that I was hearing somewhere, I think it was on a podcast or something, that Leia was able to use the Force in, like, situations where she was in trouble or, like, her life was in danger. So, I mean it's kind of weird that for people who don't read the books or comics or anything to see that and be like, where the fuck did she get these force powers from? But I almost want to say like seeing it a second time, I'm more okay with it than that. It happened. I kind of thought that was like kind of cool, but that's just one of the things that people just like, aren't forgiving about this film was that Leia floating in space or Mary or Leia Poppins or what people are calling
0: it. I mean, look, it's like a, you know, it's ten seconds in a movie I otherwise love that I don't that I'm not crazy about,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and I I can I can forgive it for that. I gotta say, when once they like wheel her into the med bay, though, I thought the rest of the movie Leia was just going to be in a coma. Like I thought that was the last like we would see her, like actually have a scene, and I was so upset in that moment
2: yeah
1: i remember here um hearing on old episodes and now this is podcasting about how Leia was going to be in a coma for like most of this film and i knew she was probably going to come back but i didn't know exactly when but that moment when she came back in her space robe and she shot finn i <laughs> i love that that was oh. so like carrie but leia like i love that
0: and that sort of brings me into one thing that I that I really liked about this movie is, and this is something that that we actually hear from Yoda, that ties into the themes of this movie. But is is how much our heroes screw up, and you know from from like the very from the very first scene really, when when Poe's actions result in so many of those pilots dying
1: yeah that was
0: definitely something hard for
1: leia to see too after just losing her husband losing like probably more than half of her fleet just thinking of the stress and anxiety that she had and like those like quick little moments and having to be followed like by the first order because they tracked him through hyperspace i thought that was a cool touch too but Man, we we see Poe and everyone just like, fuck up. And we know we see Luke do that. I love that three sides to a story thing. We saw how Luke interpreted it, how Ben interpreted it, and then we see like how it actually happened. I thought that was beautifully done. I'm really enjoying how Star Wars is doing these flashbacks. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure how I felt about it in the beginning. But I'm – I'm on board fully and you know back to the cave scene when uh is looking at herself and the different reflections at first I was kind of questioning it I was like this isn't really Star Wars but then like I watched it again and I'm like this is something so different that it's Star Wars like Star Wars is different like I was just thinking of like the reactions of this film and like didn't when, this, when Star Wars first came out in 77, do you think that some people were like, this is too weird, I don't like this? And they also gave it really shit reviews. So I think this is just something that,
0: not for the fans, but it's, it's new. Well, it is new, but you know what? It's also like, look, it's 2017 and we're not making movies the same way we used to. And we're telling... I mean, look, I I love those original movies, but those original movies are also very much in the you know the the old sci fi serial, Buck Rogers like Flash Gordon um, ethos, and and we've sort of moved beyond that, and I think it's it's important that the Star Wars movies move beyond that as well. I'm, I mean, I think that's I think that's. <laughs> for all the, the the stuff that it's 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 important in the movie i think it's also important in fandom is let the past die
1: kill it if you have to i i definitely agree like star Wars, this is a beautiful change that's been done and just the storytelling element of this film too i i was amazed of how much i found out about the characters like the in-depth things and you know, finding out more about Ray, Like, I am so in love with these characters now. From going from The Force Awakens to this, I feel like I know the characters so much more. And especially Luke, too. I was so surprised to see, like, that kind of Luke. I, You know, first seeing it, I kind of did get more Campbell vibes. But, you know, after a second time, it's like, I have to understand that, like, 25 years or 30 years has passed since Return of the Jedi. And Luke has changed, too. And... He was so stuck on the fact that you know it's time for the Jedi to end, and then that beautiful conversation with Yoda, and him going on crate, and just kind of he helped save everyone, and then he peacefully just just died. I I still couldn't believe that we lost Luke. I that was another surprising <sighs> thing for me.
0: I'm very I'm very surprised at at, w- at where we ended up at the end of I mean, obviously obviously we're not going going to have leia next movie um not Mm -hmm. for story reasons which is a shame but i i still i still wasn't like i really wasn't expecting luke to go like i thought it was a possibility but i i expected him to go next movie like i thought the trilogy would end with him dying and then, like, you know, that's, like, the end of the Luke Skywalker story at the end of the trilogy. And so it's interesting that, I mean, so we're not going to have Leia. We're not going to have Luke. I was extremely surprised, and I have to say a little bit sad, that Holdo died. Um, as much as I, I thought her death was one of the coolest Star Wars scenes of all time in terms of space battle. Like, that was a character I was expecting to see in the next movie.
1: Yeah, I was expecting her to, you know, either take charge because she kind of did in this film because Leia was in a coma. But I did question her tactics at first, of course, in the very end when her and Leia are kind of having that moment. That's when I completely trusted her. Like, seeing that Leia trusts someone like Holdo, I'm like, okay, like, I'm on board too. And when she said, you know, that she's going to stay on the ship, I was like, "That's, that's an honorable character that, you know, I really respect. And seeing god how she you know
0: went hybrid space and she destroyed uh she, like, oh my god jumping through the ship was so cool and then when it goes to the silence for like 10 seconds and then like it cuts back into the explosion sound i'm like oh my god this is an amazing movie <laughs> i
1: I w- it was just so unexpected that I was like, oh fuck, everyone's still on that ship. Are they dead too? I the fact that I was questioning whether or not like all these characters were gonna die, that's I knew that was a good film. I'm like, I have I still had no idea what was gonna happen. Like I went into this film knowing
0: a lot, but nothing at the same time. I I went into this knowing very little and I'm glad. Cause I I mean, except for a couple of stills or like gifts from the um from the TV spots that I saw on Twitter, I didn't watch anything after the Monday night football trailer and I didn't read any articles. Um, so I've, I mean, I've been avoiding stuff the entire time. Like even, even before the trailer, I didn't, I didn't like read the making stars articles that were about like the plot lines of this movie. Cause I just didn't want to know.
1: Yeah, I listened to podcasts and I would kind of, you know, put them together, you know, put these scenes together. But then there were a lot of things that I thought was going to happen that didn't happen. I was kind of questioning that. I almost wish that I knew less. And I I have the new Battlefront game and Crate was released uh, the day before the movie came out. And I almost regret playing on Crate. Because, well that's your own damn fault. Yeah, I know. Like that's my fault. Like shame on me. Like I I don't know. Like I just feel like I should have just held back and just experienced crate for the first time watching the film. But then again, you know, I rode Star Tours like 10 times and I saw crate then too. And I think he, but I, I don't want to, like, start doing, oh, I regret this, I regret that, because it was still a wonderful experience seeing this movie for the first time. But, you know, being introduced to a planet for the first time is something that, you know, you remember forever, you know, going to Star Wars, because seeing Canto Bite for the first time was <sighs> such an amazing oh, okay. yeah. experience. That's, so that's, let's, let's I go to talk, yeah, yeah. Bight, because, because it's our place, it's our, it's our place, it's our home.
0: Um, I've always been excited to see Canto Bite because I was interested to see, like, I mean, I guess like maybe like Coruscant and Cloud City, we've seen like some of the more, you know, like upper crusty places in Star Wars, but we've never spent a ton of time there and we've never quite seen like this particular spin on it. And so it was, I was excited when it's like, oh, it's going to be a cool like Monte Carlo casino planet. And then I read the, the book last week and I really fucking loved it. And when we first saw like some of the creature design that was coming out, I was I was like, oh man, this looks so cool. But you know, we were talking before about how I wanted a video game that was just walking around looking at animals. Well, I want a VR experience that is just walking around Canto Bite looking at all the cool aliens. Because there are so many different creatures and creatures. And like species, in those Canto Bite scenes, I can't—I couldn't even take it all in.
1: It was visually beautiful what they did with Canto Bite, and I, I said this in the Steel War Safe Haven. But I've been working at casinos since I was sixteen, and I hate casinos. I—I I don't want anything to do with them. And the fact that I really enjoyed Canto Bite says a lot. Says that. You know, even though I don't like casinos and I see a casino planet in Star Wars, like this was, it was visually stunning and you know seeing the characters kind of have their moments in the casino and you go from that guy that drunk guy trying to put coins into bba i thought that was a beautiful touch then like the little slot machines and then it just i it was very star wars and it was something that i'm glad i got to experience but i I fucking hated when they first mentioned canto bite because my parents were like britney and i'm like god i'm having a moment here but um I loved Canto by I thought it was beautiful when Rose sees the father's for the first time I I loved that I loved how Fen was like this place is awesome <laughs> I was so Rose and I'm like yeah no no but the father's were a beautiful touch too and seeing those children we'll get to the children later but god just everything in this film was it was just like beautiful like just little sparkles of beautiful dust like surrounding this film but
0: and we we got to meet dj oh my god okay first of all i got a couple of things here one there this and, and i thought this while i was watching it, there's some stuff that is screaming of deleted scenes mm-hmm. um uh i think a lot of it with uh with the with the Justin Throw's character, who we see for like ten seconds with the with the like bloom pin that Miles was talking about, and there, there's an interesting thing when when they're getting when Rose and Finn are getting dragged out. There's this woman with him who looks looks up and is like. Who are those people or what's going on? And he's like, oh, just ignore it, Just ignore it. I'm like, there's something about like the way she looks up that it's like, oh, this is going to come back later. And it totally doesn't. And I'm like, I wonder if that was at one point a thing.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I'm still – I think it's still weird that DJ wasn't actually the guy that they were looking for. I thought that they – You know, because he didn't have a lapel, or he had the lapel, but someone stole it. What I thought
0: when we when they're first looking for the lapel, and you see it on Justin Thoreau, and I'm like, well, that's not Benicio. I thought here's how I thought it was going to go: is they're going to approach Justin Thoreau, and some stuff's going to happen, and then it's going to turn out that Justin Thoreau won it off of DJ in in like a game of cards or something. And then we we you know and then we meet DJ as the actual like master code breaker. Like that's like that was my um, as soon as we saw Justin throw in the thought in the pin that's what I thought had happened.
1: Yeah, I was still confused about DJ. Like I knew that they were going to be in the cell and he would show up for some reason, but I just love that he was just this drunk,
0: dirty guy. <laughs> I said this. I, I said this on Blue Harvest because I was on um uh blue harvest uh and will did a a reaction episode on thursday night and i was on it and i was it was like midnight and i was so tired but i was excited as soon as i started talking about it but (laughs) but i think what i said about dj when haze asked me was weird and dirty benicio del toro is my favorite benicio del toro and that's definitely true and He's just fucking weird. And I love it. So, and, you know, it's honestly, it's, it's very, uh, it's very reminiscent of his, one of my favorite performances of him from The Usual Suspects, where he's just got this weird, it's not even, it's not even like a weird accent, really. It's just like a really weird voice that he's doing, which in The Usual Suspects wasn't in the script. Um, And when he first, he just decided he was going to do it. And when he first started doing it, the director was just like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? And Benicio's like, no, no, no. This is how I'm going to do this character. And it turns out to be amazing. Like half the time he's talking, you can't understand what he's saying. And the other characters can't understand what he's saying. And so here you have him with like the weird mannerisms and like the sort of like slouchiness and the the occasional stutter. And I'm just like, oh my God, Benicio de Toro, I want you to be... A weird, like, dirty freak in every movie.
1: I originally thought that that's how he spoke, like, with a stutter. Until my brother was like, no, he was just doing that for the film. And I was like, oh, okay, that's an interesting thing that he did. And... I love the part when they were on the stolen ship, or I don't even know if that was actually his ship. It was probably stolen. I, I don't trust him. I, I love that too. But the fact that he was telling Finn, or Finn was saying, oh, we need to help the good guys. And he's like, who's really good here? And he sees the little hologram of basically the person on that ship was selling parts or machinery to the good guys and the bad guys. And he said basically his miss- message of, you know, don't join. I really enjoyed that was I hate saying, like, that was a good touch, but it sincerely was that not everyone in these war scenarios is the good guy.
0: Well, yeah. And here's the thing is, especially if you are if you are DJ, which I guess is just I mean, it can't really be his name, but it's just what we're going to call him because we never learn what his name is. He's just the code breaker. But. But. If you're somebody like him, who is just, you know, like, scraping by a life. I mean, you know, him as a criminal, but other people, too, who are just, like, living on, like, out-of-the-way planets and stuff. I don't don't think good or bad necessarily enters into it. There's just this war going on that you want no part of.
1: That's a good... That's a good point, because he wanted to stay out of the war... I think almost completely, but he also wanted to get paid too, kind of like a Lando situation, but very different at the same time. But I, well, with Lando, with Lando, I mean, his whole city was threatened. Yeah, DJ was just drunk and wanted to do anything for money and dirty. (laughs) Well, well, also, okay, here's your options.
0: You are, you are not in the resistance and you don't believe in it, and you don't... I mean, you don't particularly like the First Order, but it's all the same to you. You're already captured. (laughs) And your choices are... Get killed, or turn in these... A couple of ships, and yeah, a couple, you know, a few hundred people are going to die, but I'm sure in DJ's mind, it doesn't... they're, 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 it's not he's not like in his mind killing off the one chance the galaxy has of hope because he doesn't believe that the resistance is a hope so he yeah like yeah he's a piece of shit don't get me wrong he's definitely a piece of shit but I totally understand that like skin saving reaction to people who he has like he doesn't have any loyalty to them he's not he's not betraying them because he they're nothing to him Yeah, and he just met these people five minutes ago, too. So
1: I totally... Yeah, I totally get that. He kind of, you know, turned them in and he got paid for it. But seeing Rose's reaction to that just killed me. She was so angry, disappointed, distraught. She did a really good job.
0: What I love about... Because Rose is like a true believer. Mm -hmm. Like, And I think that is... an important and beautiful thing. I mean, I liked learning that, that Rose grew up on this planet that was exploited by the first order and, you know, she just lost her sister. And so there's all this stuff going on for her, but she still just has this utter belief in what the resistance is doing, but also in that the resistance will prevail and that there's, there's, there's enough hope and power and in the galaxy and enough people out there who believe in them that they really can win. And like, I mean, her line to Finn later about how, how, you know, this is how we're going to to win is by, is by saving the people that we love. And I'm like, Oh my God. Oh, I love Rose. I love Rose too.
1: But. I, you know, that final scene of, you know, saving the ones you love. Was that a hint that she was falling in love
0: with Finn? Look, I don't know if she's like in love with, I mean, she has a crush on him. Yeah. But doesn't
1: Finn like, okay. I want to touch up on this, like on, on like the the love side of this movie, because I'm a hopeless romantic and I love any, you know, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) But Okay. So you have Finn and Rose, you know, kind of doing their own yeah. thing. You kind of see the the chemistry there, but when Ray forces those rocks and sees Finn, I I felt the electricity there.
0: Oh, see, I didn't feel it like, like for me that wasn't like electricity for me that was Finn was really her first friend. Yeah. Like maybe maybe ever.
1: They do have a close relationship, and of course, you know when she's going into the little. Um, I, w- <laughs> I think a space coffin because I, I think that Ha said it because I was listening to Blue Harvest this morning. But when she gets into like the little pod, and she's like, "All right, Chewie, if you see uh, if, if you see Finn first, uh, what should I tell him?" And then he says, <laughs> "And
0: then she's like, oh, I like. Yeah, that's good. I thought that was a good touch. I like not knowing. I think because I think anything in English would have been sappy."
1: Yeah, that was good. I loved her little smile. I was like, yeah, that that's good.
0: But, and, you know, like, look, I can see you being like, oh, well, you know, like, what's going on? Like, how is like Rose falling for Finn this quickly? I'm like, well, look at how quickly Finn fell for Ray. Like his crush on her was like immediate.
1: Yeah, and you
0: know that speaks to The
1: Force Awakens when like he's like, No one's ever looked at me like you do. I definitely felt that. It kind of felt a little more like one sided with him than with her. Probably because, you know, she probably saw him more as a friend. But, you know, there there was something. But I I'm a Raylo fan. I'm, oh, I, I gotta stop doing it. I can't. I gotta
0: stop the podcast.
1: I, okay. Oh my God. Not, I, I, I was talking to Rebecca about this and she beautifully said it. She said, I'm not sure if I really want them to be a thing. I just want to have a thing with Kyle Ren. And I'm like, okay. I 100% agree with that statement. I don't know if I just like really want these characters to get together or it's just I want to. Think of shirtless Kylo Ren for the rest of my life, which I uh, shallow.
0: I know, but I, I just, I mostly think it's funny because I, like, I'm not gonna say I was like repulsed by it or anything, but I'm like, I was like, I saw them, like, oh man, he is fucking weird and pasty looking. That's
1: it's perfect. I'm weird and pasty looking. It's perfect. (laughs) I. I was so caught off guard because I think the last episode I was talking about how, you know, I wanted to find someone in Star Wars Mm -hmm. to kind of feel like, and it was like, I, I saw Ben Throughout this film, and I'm like, I am really interested in this character. Not, I, I don't want to say like it was because like he had a shirt off, like that just added to it. The fact that Kylo Ren is so emotionally unstable, and he's in charge of the First Order now, and that he could easily crack at any time, I think that makes for a very scary leader. He is so fucking scary. I can't get over that, and. I thought that he would turn when they're in the throne room, kind of finding tie to side. I'm like, okay, this is good. Like we're going to get good Ben. But then when he's like, Ray, like join me. I was like, Oh fuck.
0: Oh, ben honestly, disappointing me again. As soon as, as soon as he killed, like I was thinking, Oh God, they're going to do this redemption story. I don't want as soon as he killed Snoke. I'm like, Oh shit. He's going to be bad. Because you don't, I mean, you don't kill Snoke. Otherwise,
1: you know, the first time after seeing it, I thought that Ray did it because Kylo, when he was talking to Hawks, he's like, "She killed him," and I'm like, "Oh, okay." Like, sh- that's that's how much I believed Ben is that he said something that was just totally not true, and I was like on board with it. I thought that was really. I think that was just either me being like stupid
0: or me being like, "Okay, yeah," like Ben, go Ben. But well, what so- if, Speaking speed of that scene. One of my favorite small things is when Hawks comes in <laughs> and sees him unconscious, lying there. And, he and starts he starts to go for his blaster. <laughs> Dude, he hates Kylo so Dude, much. of
1: course he does. I
0: love that. I mean, for a couple of reasons. One, because Kylo's fucking insane. And also because Hux wants to be in charge. And Hux doesn't have, like, choky force powers.
1: Yeah, I thought that was a great thing too. And Hux is like, "Wait, no, I'm in charge. Like, th- this is my command ship." And then Kylo just chokes him, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I got a lot of Anakin vibes watching that." Like,
0: yeah, it's funny also because I mean, Hux is kind of right, mm-hmm. and that's I mean, which is proven with when when Kylo goes to like, you know, this the stuff on crate with Luke. I'm like. I mean, you're bad at this, dude. You're too emotional. I mean, Hux is too much of a whiny little bitch. But when, um, oh let's let's
1: touch up on the the whole crate scene just a little bit. So when you see Luke in the hood, I thought that was Kylo. I thought, oh my god, like he's coming for his mom or something. But then, of course, you see Luke. I was really surprised to see Luke on crate.
0: I was so happy. I was so worried that we weren't going to get a Luke and Leia reunion. And then that I mean and then that would just be it because if we didn't get it in this movie we were never going to get it. And that's like the one that's the one thing going into this movie that I felt like I really needed. And it was so beautiful like the little I know what you're going to say I changed my hair. Oh my god, I know. And when he when he kisses her on the forehead, and then he like, makes I a was just PO. PO. <laughs> oh, I was a goner during that scene. I was too
1: shocked throughout this whole movie to, like, cry at all. I... Oh, my God. I almost feel heartless in a way that I didn't cry or get, like, really emotional. I think it's still kind of hitting me that all of this happened. Like, it's a lot to take in. I've been hearing that a lot from people saying that, you know, it's a lot to take in. But I don't know. Oh, I feel... So much crying. I feel bad. I, I kind of feel bad that I didn't cry. Because, you know, these characters mean so much to me, and I don't know, like, I feel, like, heartless in a way. But, yeah, seeing them together was great, and Luke going out, and Kylo seeing him, he's like, firepower out that guy! You know, like, getting so angry. I loved that. Oh, the firepower off that man! And then they shoot him, and then Kyle Hux is like, um you think that you got him and then he comes out
0: oh man oh with the little brush off the shoulder oh my god but i have to say like visually crate is so awesome whoever i don't know who it was whoever had the idea to do like the red salt spray thing is a goddamn genius that was beautiful did you see gareth edwards i did i didn't (laughs) the first time i did the second because i was looking for it
1: i noticed that the first time and another thing that i noticed too was when ray was in the falcon and she's like oh i like this <laughs> i fucking died oh my
0: god she oh, fuck. oh well that brings up one of my other favorite like little bits when when the falcon shows up on crate and is leading them off and, and Poe's like, all the ships are following and, it. And Finn just like, oh, yeah, they
1: hate that ship. <laughs> and then Ben was like, fire everything on that piece
2: of junk! <laughs> oh. I love
1: angry Ben. I... He's such an angry kid. I love it. He's just filled with hate and anger. But then like a second ago, I thought that he could be redeemed. And then no. And then he's just so angry at this whole situation. And seeing Luke, when he ignited his lightsaber at Luke, that was like, I'm gonna be blunt here. That was really hot. But I, he went swarming for Luke. And I'm like, he's bad. Like there's no way this character can I say that with the whole redeemable thing, like he can't, but then he can, but if they can't, then he can. But that was just an anger-filled move that he did, just trying to kill Luke and then seeing Luke, you know, appear again. And then we realize that Luke is using the Force to appear on crate, which I thought was really interesting because we see a lot new Force powers and... We get to see that, obviously, Luke becomes one with the Force in this film, so he's definitely learned a lot in his 25 years, or I keep saying 25 for some reason, like 30 years after Return of the Jedi. But, oh my god. The audience, like, roared when we see him on Octo, just sitting there, you know, focusing on his battle with uh, Kylo.
0: Yeah, like I thought that was like that's such a cool cutback. <sighs> and when oh my god when he's when he's looking out and the other point I mean I cried a lot in this movie but the other one that really got me is when he's looking out and he sees the twin sons. That was beautiful. Oh, it's just a gorgeous, gorgeous moment. I love him so much. A moment that I get teary-eyed
1: too. Is at the very end when we see that little boy, force grabbing the broom and then like looking up. I thought that was a very Luke Skywalker on Tatooine moment. Like that was definitely a twin sons moment. Yeah, it's interesting because
0: I feel like I don't I don't know how I'm going to feel about that scene. Like if you like without context, I think it's dumb and I hate it and it's cheesy. But with it, like at the, when, at the time when I was watching it, I'm like, oh, that's really like cool and sweet and a nice like, it's sort of nice to end on this m- moment of hope because I think, I mean, myself mm-hmm. included, but I think a lot of people were expecting this to have like a really like down or dark ending, like empire. And instead, like, yeah, obviously things are looking pretty dire. But you know, you have that kid, you have you have Leia telling Ray, you know, we have everything we need. So there's this really like hopeful stuff going on at the end of this movie.
1: Yeah, and seeing those kids, were, do you think all those kids were Force-sensitive?
0: I, I don't think so, necessarily. I mean, because that, that would be a huge coincidence.
1: I only am kind of thinking they're all Force-sensitive, because they were all talking about that battle on crate like they were actually there. Or that one kid probably just told them about it, because you notice because they had like little action figures, and they're like, Luke Skywalker' And then that guy walks in is like, bla, 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 bla. but
0: uh, so I wasn't sure whether they were necessarily talking about crate or just about like the legend of Luke Skywalker.
1: I think that was either right during the film or like right during like those act- I don't know. Like I feel like they could feel something in the force that something like that was happening. Because just mm-hmm. like Rey, when she was, you know, she said she had dreams about octu and the, you know, seeing the books in the cave. And then when Luke's like, who are you? She's like, oh, I'm, I'm no one. He's like, bullshit. You're not no one. You're not from nowhere. She's like, I'm from Jakku. He's like, yeah, that's nowhere. <laughs> oh, my God. But I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to touch up on before we get to top three in emails. But Porgs. Oh, my Porgs. I, uh, the night before the film, I uh, got two new Porgs. So now my total is at nine. So I I got another big one. It's like the same size as Dave Filoni, but it's like lightly colored. And I named that one in honor of um, Mon Malfa. Yay. And I got the one that come with, comes with a blanket. Oh, cool. And I named that one Porg Defet because I think <laughs> Rashad said that. And I'm like, that's beautiful. I love that. Cause I, I need more girls in my crew. In my crew of nine porgs. Right now, um, I like Mon Mothma is like laying down sleeping on my Xbox. And I think that's funny because I just haven't moved her because I haven't really done anything since seeing this movie other than work. Like I've been working like this whole weekend. But yeah, more porgs, but I don't know. The porgs in this movie, I really enjoyed them. I feel like we had a good amount of porgs. The fact that Chewbacca didn't eat that pork, okay, I have to say, that was worth it. The fact
0: that that pork, that roasted pork carcass had the little pork feet still sticking <laughs> off of it made me <laughs> laugh really hard. And when little, I'm so I'm going to say it was Gerald, was like his little chin was quavering chewbacca was so done but and now there are porgs who have nested on the millennium falcon which means there could totally be still porgs in the next movie
1: yeah i think that's what they were probably hinting at and gerald was still there too i love that uh gerald was just kind of annoying chewbacca like the whole film and when chewbacca was like sitting on the falcon where he's like have you heard from anyone yet and he's like no and then you see all the porgs like tearing like, into shit oh and then God. you see ray walking and then you see like the porg's nest, and then Chewbacca just like yelling really loud, like, ah <laughs> Oh my god. But I loved how when after Rey or Luke threw the lightsaber, the porgs were like kind of like jumping on it. Yes. And I I really enjoyed the porgs and the and the the caretakers. I thought they were pretty funny.
0: They were so funny and that scene when she cuts over cuts the rock up and it falls down and crushes the cart there's it's such a great <laughs> moment because like the for the first couple like for the first like second the caretaker is just like looking down where the cart should be being like what the fuck just happened <laughs> and it made me love up. that caretaker so much because it was such like a, it felt like a real character at that point. Ugh. And, oh man, the, be- yeah. <sighs> All the stuff there on Octuk, like when, when Ray is, when, when Luke is watching Ray, like with, when she's doing like the stuff with the staff and the lightsaber, like it's so beautiful. <sighs> I just, oh. I like this movie a lot.
1: I really loved seeing Ray and Kylo have their moments too. Like we've never seen something like that before, like them being able to talk to each other like with the force and be able to kind of feel their surroundings. Like when the the waves hit um Ray and Kylo was able to feel that. I thought that was a really cool touch
0: to the film. Dude, when she first when she when she first fires her, her blaster. And he, kind and of he like it. totally like shits himself. But one thing I liked, one thing I really, one thing I really liked about all that is, in until the point when Luke interrupts them, we don't we don't see them in the same place. So we're not like seeing a projection of Kylo on Octu. We're not seeing a projection of Ray on on Snoke's ship it's just them just them looking at each other like that's what we're seeing and i thought that that was, that was really that was a great way to do it because it i think it would have been distracting to like see them there so instead we're just seeing like close ups on their faces as they're talking and reacting to each other and i thought that was a really good choice and just everything stops, it's just them, like there's no music or anything. You kind of hear that like
1: haunting kind of noise in the background of you know, you know, that this is like the force putting them together. But I think that Snoke was kind of bullshitting. I know that he like kind of brought them together, but at the end of the film, too, you see that they kind of have that like quick little connection and then Ray kind of closes it off.
0: Oh, I think, yeah, but I think that I think Snoke opened that connection, like, I don't think that would have. I don't think their connection would have existed without Snoke and yeah, it lasts after Snoke dies. But I think that's because at that point they had already been bridged.
1: Yeah. Cause Snoke kind of created that bridge. So like they're forever kind of like going to feel or feel each other through the force, depending on, you know, Kylo, like his moments of anger or moments of kind of peace and celerity or I don't know, like that's, I I really loved that. I didn't think I would like at first. I was seeing that, and I'm like, "What is this?" Like, I kind of wasn't sure. Like, how I felt like the you know the back to back, but that moment when they touch like hands, I mm-hmm. I was on board. I and then Luke walks in, and he's like, "Nope, nope, 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 nope. You're you're gone. Bye." I loved that, and you know their quick little battle. And oh, I want to ask I want to ask another thing. So. We see, you know, the three sides of the story of what really happened. When Luke kind of was like, "Yo, I uh, I'm afraid of this guy. I should probably kill him." When Kyle, when Ben grabs his lightsaber and you see that it's blue, is that Anakin's old lightsaber, or was it like hit? Like, did he create one?
0: I I I don't I don't know because I can't recognize lightsabers based on their hilts. Because an interesting theory that
1: i have is that the reason why kylo wanted that lightsaber in the very beginning because he felt like it, it like it was his like he that was his lightsaber and you know i don't know like the whole bleeding thing if you wanted to bleed it but i don't know but the-
0: but see like if it, if it was then i'm very curious as to how he lost it
1: yeah, that's also a good point, too. But I just love seeing him with a blue lightsaber. Like, I was always thinking, okay, like, what color lightsaber do I think Ben had? And the fact that it was blue was really cool. And the fact that Luke was battling on Crate with the blue lightsaber, too, I thought that was interesting. I was, I felt kind of weird not seeing the green one. But I feel like that lightsaber has always been like with Luke. Like that was Luke's original lightsaber. And, you know, seeing like project him projecting himself through the forest on Crate, I think that, you know, he chose that lightsaber to use because it, it was with him and his
0: family. But Yeah, I thought I thought that was an interesting that was an interesting um way to go. Because of course it was a projection. So it could have been it could have been whatever he wanted it to be, but he wanted it he wanted it to be the blue one. And I think that was that was really cool.
1: I wasn't sure how I felt too about Luke's kind of hair and beard change and on those those scenes in crate. I think I probably need some more time to digest that and have like kind of people or articles explain to me, like, okay, like why was Luke looking so different on Octu versus here.
0: Well, because I mean for me anyway, that was sort of like That was what Luke would look like if he wasn't a crazy old hobo on an island. That's true. And so when he's projecting himself, he's not projecting himself as a crazy old hobo on an island. He's motherfucking Luke Skywalker. Mm. And he's in something, he's in something like closer to his old clothes.
1: Yeah. I... I, I was just really happy to see him on Crate. But let me see if I can find. Another thing. T- I made like a tally list of like how many people died in this film. Because there's just so many. Um, that I forgot. I had to like go back and be like, oh my god, this character died too. We lost Admiral Akbar. Yeah. Paige. Snoke. Holdo. Phasma. And Luke. I was really surprised that we lost phasma though like kind of i was disappointed again in phasma like i think i was listening to a pot or to blue harvest when you guys were on and when phasma showed up i was like oh yeah i forgot about her
0: you know i feel like if they had i feel like and i felt like this with the force awakens which is people wouldn't have a problem so much with phasma if they hadn't mismarketed her and they really, they really, really pushed Phasma as this super cool big bad, and then she's just not really in the movie. And and so I think we're still seeing the like residuals of that, which is they should they like if she had just been like Phasma in the movie, and like there hadn't been like this this whole like build up about what a badass she was. I don't I don't think that would have annoyed me nearly as much. Because that it could have like, oh, look at this cool little character who's in this movie for a couple of scenes.
1: Yeah, and Gwendolyn Christine is still in a lot of the press, and she's doing all those like press junket things. And I'm really surprised, like, where they're, you know, taking this character. Like they're basically getting money off of, you know, just seeing her commercials, seeing her in books and comics. Like, I'm not sure if they really should have done that, but then again, it was cool to see a character like that in a film, but still it was I, I don't know. like that scene just went by so fast of her bottling finn and then him just uh, kind of defeating her. That was really quick and really sudden.
0: And oh my God, I hate him calling her Chrome Dome so much. I, I like, I hate it. Like, I felt like a physical, like, you've got to be fucking kidding me when he says that in this movie.
1: I felt like that with the green milk. I was like, I was so disgusted.
0: <laughs> it was disgusting, but fucking Mark Hamill sold it so much that I thought it was <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like, just the look that he gives her when he takes the swig of it. Like, yeah, you want to watch me do my daily routine? This is what I fucking do.
1: That's so bad, but I loved it. I, oh god, when I first saw that, I was like, oh no, 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 no. But I could tell that this was a Ryan Johnson film even though I've never seen any of his like it was just so different like when he was adding like when Ray was sitting there you know thinking like when she saw like life death and then you saw like little images of like you know the flowers and then like the death and then the porgs and then like the crushed porg eggs like I thought that was a cool touch and then you know the ultra dimension Ray when she's inside the place and she does like little snap and she's like show me oh, my family that was really interesting and you know when wrote or when Paige kind of passes out on that ship and then she opens her eye we see the close up on her eye that was very different too we had never gotten really a scene like that in star wars before but i'm trying to think of anything i've missed before
0: we go to top three or emails okay i want to say i mean because it's such there's so much here i mean the obviously all the stuff with yoda is great but what i really want to talk about is that i think in the end like there is there is some truth to, to Luke uh, talking about how it's time for the Jedi, Jedi to die. And I think at the end of this movie, we learn it's really time for them to be reborn, because he tells Kylo he's wrong when, when Kylo says that he's the last of the Jedi. But when Luke is, is for, for the first lesson, or maybe the second lesson, I can't remember, is talking to Rey about how the Jedi were romanticized after they were wiped out. And I think that's really true. Like we have this idea of this Jedi, you know, the honorable Jedi order and, you know, these great like, you know, Knights of the Republic. But if you look at like the prequels and the Clone Wars, what we really see is the Jedi, like really fucking up a whole lot of stuff. Like pretty much constantly. And I liked having that be acknowledged in a movie
1: yeah and to embrace sitting there on the rock you know kind of thinking about everything and him basically being like if the jedi die that means like the earth and the world or the world dies and that's not a good way to think i i understood why he i genuinely understood like why luke thinks the jedi should end and i totally agreed with him at that point but the Jedi being reborn, I feel like that's a good thing that Luke was kind of, you know, talking to Ben about when he's like, you know, if you strike me down, I'll always be with you. And it's, you know, this is only just the beginning of the war. Like, I thought that was just a beautifully
0: said speech. Yeah, and, and, of course, I mean, and of course, we see that, that Ray has the Jedi books. So mm-hmm. whatever she takes from them and whatever she decides, you know, to either utilize or leave behind. I, I like the idea of the Jedi maybe becoming something different and better than they were yeah
1: i i agree i'm excited to see new jedi but i'm i'm really sad that in 2 years we're going to get like a final story to this trilogy like i want to live in this era for as long as i can i want to inhale everything that is going on in this moment of this film forever. Like we will never again be at a place like this where we know we're waiting for the next story of this trilogy or the last story. Like we are wonderfully stuck where we are right now and it's both wonderful and it's just so sad because we've lost so many people. We're not going to get Carrie, we're not going to get Luke in the next film and I I don't know how to handle that.
0: Yeah. Man, if we don't get Lando Calrissian in the next movie <laughs> and and it's they can do it, they fucking set it up. He can be one of the people who got the transmission, you know? Like for you can just have it be like there there was something going on like so it wasn't like he didn't want to respond. It could be he couldn't respond. But God damn it, give me Lando in the next movie.
1: I want to say that we're going to get Lando. We're going to get someone. We're going to get some things somewhere because there's no way in hell that no one's going to answer Leia's message or no one didn't. Because, like, who wouldn't? Like, I couldn't believe that the first order had really killed that many people. Like there were only about like a handful of people on the Falcon. That was like the rest of the resistance.
0: I couldn't believe that. What there was like 20 people, including Nib um, uh, Do we know the name? Uh, I mean, obviously he has one because everybody has a name in star Wars, but the other, the other like alien pilot dude. Yeah. Post, yeah, friend. Post friend.
1: I forget his name. Okay. The one but with the big I, I like. I like him I love how Carrie's daughter I think her name's um on the film um it's like lieutenant something I don't know but I loved how Billy had a bigger role in this film
0: yeah I liked her being part of Poe's um misguided uh mutiny she looks so much like Carrie though Dude, she really does
1: like some of those scenes where they were like kind of trying to hide it, I'm like, yeah, like when like they kind of smile at each other, I'm like, that's so her daughter. Like I, I love it, but then it's like, oh, they look so much alike. Like I almost wish that you know, like I love having Billy in the film, but God, like that's so like that's that's Carrie's daughter. Like that's so Carrie's daughter. Just how she does everything, and I loved how seeing her in like the very beginning of the film when they're uh, leaving the planet, that was great too. But um yeah th- that I guess that was our scattered thoughts. Oh wait. Um real quick, I want to touch on Yo, puppet yoda i've listened to a lot of podcasts reviewing the film and talking about puppet yoda i think that it looks so weird because the force ghost thing looked very different between this one and the, the or the original trilogy i feel like they could have tr- should have tried to make the the force ghost kind of thing very similar or use a similar puppet but then again, I kind of like how this is Ryan's interpretation of a forest ghost and of what a forest ghost could, should look like. I think that's the main thing of this film is that that's how Ryan Johnson wanted it to look and that his his opinion of how it looked
0: or yeah, to and say, Um because I talked about this on on Blue Harvest. I mentioned that I, I there was something in the way that Yoda looked that I really didn't like when I saw it the second time didn't bother me in the slightest. Like, I don't know, I don't know what the change was. I don't know what it is that I didn't like the first time. Maybe it just like, it looked, it was just different. And so the second time I was, I was used to it. Second viewing didn't bother me at all.
1: Yeah, I agree. I I definitely feel like, you know, the first time seeing it, there were like some issues with like how the puppet looked. But then again, it's like, you know, blah, 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 because we're Star Wars fans, and we're critical in the things we love. But I don't know. Just seeing Yoda was really good and it felt really good. And that was very original trilogy Yoda. When he stroked the lightning down and was laughing. I loved that so much. And we didn't get a lot of backwards talk too, which I was really happy to not get as much because that's how original
0: trilogy Yoda was like. Yes. It's like, and this is my problem whenever he's in the fucking Clone Wars is every single sentence is the back, is the backwards talking. And I'm like, that's not, that's not how Yoda was in the movies.
1: Yeah, God. Overall, though, I was really happy to see Yoda. I I really oh, wanted yeah. to see Anakin, though. I really wanted to see some other Force Ghosts, but you know, maybe we'll get that in the next film. But God, I was and when we saw like the little Yoda ears, and I, the whole audience was like, oh, you yeah. know, what I'm, like that was a surreal moment that I'll never forget. Was seeing Yoda for the first time, uh, Ghost Yoda, because. You know, I I talk about this all the time. Like *Revenge of the Sith* was the first movie I saw in the theaters, and I missed out on a lot of, you know, seeing things for the first time. And like, you know, like *Luke, I am your father*, *Parentage*. Like in a theater, like I really wish I would have seen like the birth of *Star Wars*. Like sitting in a theater, seeing it for the first time. But then again, like we're getting so many beautiful memories of seeing these films for the first time that I, I wouldn't take it back because this is so much fun. The anticipation. The waiting for so long, you know, getting the trailers and then getting the films, you know, being in the theater kind of nervous, excited, stressed out to the point where you can't eat. That's just me. But, you know, like it's such a great experience and I wouldn't take it back like ever. Like, I'm so happy that I've got to experience like this whole Last Jedi stuff with you, Emily, and just with everyone. I'm really happy that, you know, this is all happening right now. I'm getting a little teary eyed. I'm just really happy but yeah.
0: And I just, I feel like there's going to be, there's so much stuff to talk about in this movie and we're going to be talking about it for so long. And it's just, I'm so excited now for, for what's to come in stars. I'm so, so excited to see what Ryan Johnson's trilogy is going to be because now I just have utter faith in him. Like, whatever he says his trilogy is going to be about i'm i'm down for it gimme whatever i don't even care if it's something i don't you do a fucking boba fett trilogy i don't care i just want i just want ryan johnson star wars because i think i I just i think he's great and i like i like what ryan johnson thinks star wars is
1: me too. This was such a beautifully done movie. I'm so in love with this film. I'm pissed as hell that I'm working tonight because I really want to see this again. Like I would have loved to see this movie again today and tomorrow. But that's the thing, though, is that usually by like the third or fourth film, like viewing, like I get kind of tired of it. Like I want so much more of this film. Like I, I want to inhale everything that is the Last Jedi for a very long time like after my final on monday like i'm i texted some people in class i said hey we're, we're gonna go see star wars want to go and they're like hell yeah i'm down like i it's it's something that i just i want to keep on experiencing and seeing things for the first time i'm trying to think if there was anything that i didn't notice the first time seeing it after after seeing it the second time but um I did notice. I think BB eight says I have a bad feeling about this because Poe's like, "Oh, only positive beeps, my
0: man." So I gotta say though, and I I, I had I, I was gonna mention this and then I completely forgot about it because too much to talk about. I was so glad we didn't actually hear that line in this movie because I oh fucking, really I fucking hate that line. I only want it if it's goddamn Han Solo. Otherwise, fucking kill the past man. Stop using that line. It's stupid. Stop it. As my boy Ben says, let the past die. Oh, I love, I fucking love Ben. I, oh, I fucking hate him. But I think, I think he's an interesting kind of villain because like Darth Vader and, 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 and Palpatine too, are both very controlled and Kylo is not. And I think that's, and good choice. Oh, also, beca- I don't think he's scary at all. I think he's just a whining little brat. That's kind of why I like it. But um, when... Oh, I, I was going to say, I like him destroying the mask. Be- yes! Because I-, I love Snoke just calling him out on it. Being like, stop tr- trying to be a stupid little Vader clone. You look dumb and i'm like yeah you know why because it's better like look darth vader aside he's one of the greatest villains of all time but if you're trying to tell an emotional story with your villain you can't have him in a mask
1: oh did you notice too when kylo ren did the like, kind of risky business slide thing oh yeah <laughs> I loved that, but that was kind of weird to add. I but think you know that was what? like the, when fir- mean, the, the floors of a spaceship are probably pretty
0: slippery. <laughs> or when we see that iron oh, ironing Hux's clothes. You know, because I've talked I've talked so much about how I want to know like the like everyday like inner workings of like the first order and the ships. Oh my god, I was so happy to see that. <laughs> I'm like, of course there has to be a fucking ship like dry cleaner. <laughs> they and of course all it have was gorgeous, amazing, like perfectly clean uniforms. There's got to be a reason. There's got to be a way that they handle it all, because you're talking about what, like, like a million? How many people are on that on Snoke ship? Like a Probably million? A million? Yeah, man. I mean, the thing is huge. Like it was like making the Star Destroyers look like like fucking the size of X-wings. So. I just, I don't know. It made me laugh and I liked it. It was a nice touch. Give me more of that. I'm so mad that he's not directing a nine or writing and directing nine. I know. I mean, look, here's the thing is I, I love the force awakens. So I, you know, I don't want to be like, eh, fucking JJ's back, but I just, I liked what Ryan did so much that I'm just like, I want this to continue forever.
1: I do, too. I, I, oh God, I want Rush Ryan to just do, like, fan fiction for this movie forever. Because, or just for, like, the future. And I know that sounds kind of weird, but it's like, you know, I want Ryan's interpretation of, like, how he wants this to end and how he wants this to, like, kind of, like, go on, you know? Yeah. I'm just in love with Ryan's story and Ryan's interpretation of all of this. This is, it's beautiful. It's I I'm still in awe. I've never felt like this with a Star Wars film before. You know, obviously, you know, you get out of the film and you're like, oh, my God, this is amazing, yada, yada, yada. But I I can't get this movie out of my head. It's been, you know, three days since. And or two days. I, I can't count. I'm weird work schedule. Yeah. But I... I, I can't get this film out of my head. I can't get everything. I can't get, you know, these characters, oh, these situations. Yeah. It's,
0: it's like, it's, it's such like, into it, my it, brain. It's a meaty film. Like so much more to it than any of the other Star Wars movies.
1: <sighs> I want more. That's all I'm going to say. I want more. I want it all. I,
0: I want to cut it open and crawl inside it like a tauntaun. <sighs> I want Ben. I want, everything i
1: dude though adam driver did a beautiful job though like i i can't get over it like i i was like really looking forward to seeing these characters but man like you know aside from like me being in love with adam driver now like he did a really good job portraying kylo ren and so did ray and then finn and poe and rose like it was wonderful like the acting was fantastic it was something that i did not question or did not think that was bad
0: i I gotta say i'm really i'm excited to see where all our characters go from here but i think the one i'm actually like i mean ray definitely but i i'm i'm super curious to see poe and like the lessons he learned from this movie and you know we get it a little bit we obviously see what's happening when when Pose is like, let's get out of here. And they all look back at Leia and she's like, what are you looking at me for? Follow him. Yeah, But I'm, I'm excited to see him really like, take that position as a leader. Like not just, you know, not just like the guy who's like telling the pilots what to do, but who really has like the weight of the whole resistance on his shoulders.
1: Yeah, I we get to see that he's slowly taking charge of the resistance, and maybe in episode nine he is going to be the one mainly in charge because I don't know how they're going to send off um, Leia.
0: Yeah, I, 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 well, I feel like we're going to have a time jump. I mean, in my two, is always. Years. I mean, they're they're pretty much. I feel like has to be, but. Yeah, I think it's just we're going to be, you know, an off screen and it's going to be devastating and awful. But. Oh, and I, you know, somehow I always forget that Poe and Ray haven't actually met. <laughs> oh, yeah. When he's like, like I just I, I it, it, because, you know, when we talk about these movies, we talk about them as the new trio. But. So when he goes to introduce himself, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) They were never in the same place before. I remember hearing
1: in the Force Awakens novel that like that's exactly how they met. But in the Force Awakens. So it's interesting that they kind of took that and put that in The Last Jedi. I really like that, though. And she's like, I'm Ray," And he's like, I know. And they kind of just like smile at each other. I
0: loved that. Well, I mean, how could you not smile at Oscar Isaac when he's looking at you? He's pretty god he's so fucking pretty uh but yeah that i feel like so much of this episode is just be- us being like oh and, oh and that other thing and that, that other, other thing. thing and that other thing and then me ending with i love ben <laughs> uh, i
1: ugh. but um do we want to get to our top three now Sure, let's do that. All right. All right, guys, if you have any top three recommendations, you can email us at cantobytepod at gmail.com. And we have a top three sent in by our friend and listener, Jim. And, um,. He did one. It was kind of a couple weeks ago when um, Aaron from Okie Cupid and Emily were talking about, you know, three things you would see the most in The Last Jedi. Um, and I forget, Emily, what were your top three things that you wanted to see in The Last Jedi way back when? You, uh, you if, if you don't remember it, it's okay.
0: I think I said Luke and Leia reunion. Yeah. Um, I wanted to see holdo have like i wanted her uh queerness to be on screen which we didn't get but whatever because she was awesome and i don't oh and i wanted to see luke skywalker with a lightsaber
1: okay
0: i think Um, those were my three
1: i don't remember exactly because i I, obviously i wasn't there but i would have said that you know my three would have been obviously a luke and leia reunion um, something really surprising happening and fuck, I don't know what else I would have said. Obviously, God, I should have written it down before cause I'm an idiot, but oh well. Uh, but he says after the premiere of the last Jedi, what were the three top things you enjoyed seeing in the last Jedi? And he kind of like makes up some that he thinks happened, but only one of those happened. He says, Luke ignited the green kind of didn't happen. It well, happened. Later, it he- happened kind of it was like he it, did but it absolutely
0: happened, happened.
1: <laughs> okay that, that's fair and then uh, kylo and leia ran in which didn't happen and fuck i wanted that to happen so bad and that's never gonna happen now but oh well i i'm okay with that all right and then he says keep up the great work and i hope you enjoy slash enjoy the movie thanks jim yeah thank you jim we're also gonna really n- read another email from him um after this, too, because he's an awesome listener. He always sends us emails, so shout out to Jim. But um, Emily, what what were the top three things you
0: enjoyed seeing in The Last Jedi? Okay, this is gonna change, like, probably daily for a while, but top of my head. The interpretation of what the Force is when luke is giving ray the first lesson um and the whole the whole life cycle thing and the idea that the jedi don't own the force it connects everything and it's it's so much bigger just than the jedi and i thought it was one of the most beautiful interpretations of what the force is that we've seen um Number two would probably be. Oh, okay. Number two is a tie because they're both sort of big (laughs) dramatic, like fight scene stuff. So it's either that throne room fight, which is incredible or Holdo jumping the cruiser through Snoke's ship because I really think, like, we've seen, like, this movie contains both the coolest, like, hand-to-hand fight we see and also, like, one of the coolest space battle moments in all of Star Wars. But, I mean, my number one moment has got to be that Luke and Leia reunion. Because it's just, I needed that to happen so much. And it was so beautifully done. And it was poignant and sad. And I loved seeing them together. And when you know when she when Leia is talking about how she knows now that that Ben can't be redeemed and and then when you know when when Luke tells her you know you never you never really lose anyone they're always with you and hands her the little space dice from the Falcon like it was just. It was a truly special moment that is is probably going to be one of my all-time favorite Star Wars scenes of all time. So let me say, of all time, one more time, because I already said it twice in that sentence. But, <laughs> but no, it was just, it, like, it was pure, just beautiful magic. But how about you? Um... My
1: number three is everything with the new force, you know, the connection with with Ben and Ray. We have kind of Ray in the ultra dimension in the cave, and Luke on crate, which is um, my number two. Is just everything with Luke on crate. Luke on, it just sounds weird. Luke on crate. I just, I don't know. I don't know, that that sentence sounds weird, but. Um, just seeing him and Kylo fight, I, and Leia, I, I kind of like mush, mush that all together. Just like Luke on crate and everything like Mm -hmm. with crate. I feel like everything on that planet was just beautifully portrayed and God, like seeing Luke and Leia together, it was like beautifully haunting in a way and seeing God, like I couldn't believe seeing them together. Like, it was just something that I never thought was going to happen. Because, I don't know, like, I thought of the loss of Carrie, like, I thought that would have, we would have just seen them together in nine, and that would have been it. But... The scenes they had together, like you said, like with him, you know, giving her the dice and saying that, you know, like no one's like truly ever gone. I thought that was beautiful. And that was kind of, you know, double sided to like now, you know, with Carrie that like she's always with us, you know, and that was like really emotional. And I've gotten teary eyed like five times, like <laughs> while recording this. <laughs> but I-, I have a soul <laughs> finally. But um, my number one is everything in the throne room and the leading up in the elevator, right? It's like, Kylo or Ben, I can help you. And I was like, oh yeah, I bet you can. But no, um, everything in that throne room from Snoke dying to them, you know, back-to-back fighting the Praetorian guards. I thought that was amazing. I never thought anything like that would happen. Like time froze for me when I saw them back-to-back fighting, and you know, just seeing them together because we've never seen that in Star Wars before, like a bad guy, like a you know, kind of a bad guy and a good guy like fighting together. Like I've I've taken a or um I just finished taking a um international film class at mm-hmm. state. And we've seen like some movies like from um China, from Korea, of kind of like a bad and good guy, you know, teaming up and like fighting together. So I got a lot of like old movie vibes while watching you know that scene and that reminded me of like all those movies i've taken that class because we see a lot of things that we never know would see in a movie you know like i i don't know just seeing them two together like work together that was one of the most beautiful and amazing things i've ever seen from star wars and it is one of in my one of my top favorite moments and i really don't want to just be saying that like i generally feel like five months later like i'm still gonna view that as one of my favorite scenes because i cannot get that out of my head i want all the stills from this movie like hung up in my room like just i want like this movie was visually stunning that i just want shots yeah. of everything it's gorgeous for my phone savers it was just it was visually stunning like i i loved it but yeah um that was my kind of clusterfuck of top three i I hope you understood it if not then oh well (laughs) but um yeah thank you uh jim for the email but um here let's get to do you want to read jim's other email
0: sure Okay, this is from Jim. Let's see. Email, email, email. Dear Kendo Bite Dispatch, <laughs> Oh my fucking God, that movie was so much fun. There's so much to talk about with the new movie, and I can't wait to hear your reactions. While I had tons of feelings during the course of the movie, the one I want to talk about is how much I hated BB-90 <laughs> or BB-8. First, the little bitch tells on Finn, Rose, DG, and BB-8, but then when they <laughs> capture them... He has the biggest shitty little grin on his droid face. I didn't even know it was possible for a droid to make that face, but I swear to God he did. I wanted to punch his round body after that. I hope when Holdo ripped the ship apart, he was sucked into space and has to spend eternity floating through the clouds in his face, butterflies. Anyway, what's your opinion on BB9E? Is he the most hated droid in the Star Wars movies? Your listener, Jim.
1: I think this is my favorite email of all time.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: now first of all for whatever reason i've decided that bb90 is actually a female yeah me too um yeah this is something that i've like because because <laughs> partially it's because th- there was talk that originally like bb8 was going to be quote unquote a girl for whatever that means when you're a little round droid who doesn't speak in a human voice. But so, yeah, I've just decided that BB 90 is a girl. Um, I kind of loved her. Cause I, I like, again, it is, it is a shit eating grin, even though she doesn't have a face with which to grin. But like when they like the focus in there's a little, like you see the little, like, the, like, the thing on her face that like dilates some and I'm like, oh my God. This is so great. I loved I don't know. Like she just made me laugh. As soon as they show her, like when she's seen um BB eight with the with a trash can on top of him. <laughs> and like she just sort of like zooms in on it and I'm like, oh yeah, badass little droid. I love her. And I love the little uh, the um resistance astromech we see in the um On the base, the blue guy, who we never really see except a little bit in the background.
1: Yeah, a little blue guy.
0: I liked him.
2: Or her. I, or it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Look, I, the gender with the droids, like, it's one thing, like C3PO, we know is a dude. <laughs> I mean, because it's a dude playing him. But with, you know, with little beep 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 droids, I think it, it gender is a little bit <laughs> unnecessary. But I don't want to call it it, it ha- I mean, because they have personality.
1: Didn't you love when 3PO was like at Leia and she's like, wipe that scared look off your face <laughs> or whatever she said?
0: I think I think maybe she says
1: nervous. Nervous or something. But just her talking to 3PO like that. I just love when 3PO yeah. gets shit. Just the whole movie, 3PO got shit on like 10 times. And I oh, love it. Oh, and Poe's
0: just like, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And talking about talking about droids, R2 with the with the Leia hologram, oh my god! Another point, I started to cry in the movie. That was the only time we saw him. Yeah, it is, but I liked that. I liked that we get to see him talking with Luke, and I loved how excited. Like it was like young Luke again. You know, he was so excited to see him. I that
1: was the first time in the film that I truly felt like it was like Luke. Like a long time ago, like it was original trilogy, Luke. Like I felt like that was like, like he had moments throughout the film where he was like kind of like in his little mode and like back to you know, back to you know the Luke that we remember. And that was one of the first times I was like, this is the Luke that I remember, like that we you know we grew up with, basically. But and that was beautiful.
0: But what do you think about what do you think about the what do you think about BB hate?
1: Um. I, God, I was so pissed off when basically she was the reason why Finn and Rose got captured because she kind of, I think she kind of told, uh, of I think BB true. Hate, <laughs> I know, I think BB Hate was uh, Phasma's little droid, but I, I was so mad, like, of course, when I first saw her, I'm like, oh, there she is, there's that girl, but I was so mad because I was like, they were so close. And I kind of agree with Jim when she had the biggest shit eating grid on because the- <laughs> like, she just looks like, so happy. And she's like, I did it. Yay. I captured the bad guys. Like I was so mad because like, they were so close. They were there. And I was like, Oh no. But I wasn't surprised that she didn't get a lot of, um, screen time i was really surprised too because like my dad after the film he's like we didn't get a lot of bb8 or bb9e and i'm like dad how do you know that droid's name he's like i have no idea (laughs) he just like knew (laughs) that there was a black bb8 droid he's like yeah i was really sad we didn't get a lot of bb9e i'm like how do you know these like he goes from like not knowing really anything to like the most random characters i thought that was like such like a dad thing but I don't know. Like I wasn't surprised that we didn't get a lot of this droid because I saw that, you know, there are a lot of plush toys of um BB e So I was thinking, oh, like they're just doing a darker BB eight, you know, something that looks like BB eight, but it's not. But then they have a lot of those um with the blue droids too, because I saw a lot of those at um Disney when I was there. And they're now selling the father's on the Disney web or the Disney store online. Oh, okay. So I might get myself a father
0: soon, but I want vol. I think they're called a volplex What those uh, crystal foxes were. Oh yeah. But see, the problem is part of, I mean, for me anyway, part of the appeal of those was the, like the crystalline sound. Yeah. So I kind of don't want like a soft furry one. I want an actual real one.
1: It's still cute though. I love how they were whimpering when they were scared.
0: I like them. They're so pretty. And I i just, I really, I found that sound so pleasing. Calming, too. It was like a little, like, crystal-y, like, wind chime sound.
1: I just want to be all with all the, the creatures of The Last Jedi. Like, they, I loved all of them. The Fathers, the Porgs. Dude, Gerald was, like, the star. I love Gerald so much. I, I was really happy that we got a lot of Gerald. We didn't get a, we got only a little bit of pork abuse, but hey, um,
0: I I will say, Julie pushing Gerald off the um the helm <laughs> seems a lot less violent in the actual movie. Oh, I know. Like it, seems like in much, the trailers, it seems much yeah. more of like a brush than a slap.
1: Yeah, it was just Chewie being like, hey, I need you to move. I need to be able to pilot this ship without you screaming. I really do think that that Porg was trying to imitate Chewie, though. Oh,
0: definitely. Definitely was. And that's adorable. And I want them to have adventures together. Okay, I'm going to say, this is something that I didn't feel while I was watching the movie. Because I was so engrossed in the movie. But afterwards, I wish Chewie had gotten more.
1: Oh, in the film? And
0: yeah. I... I yeah i really hope he does in nine because i like I, i i need to see him i need to see him and kylo man i need to see him like take a fucking shot at him
1: again yeah i i loved how he was the one who kind of broke down the door then luke was like chewy what are you doing here I loved that so much, but I really do wish that we got more Chewie too, because I feel like even though Chewie is like an original trilogy character, he's so much in this new trilogy too. Like, Ray loves him. Like, the the Falcon is his and Rey's. Like, even on Battlefront, they call that version of the Falcon, Rey and Chewie's Falcon. So, yeah, but, you know, they're a team. And we finally got a Leia and Chewy Hug. Oh, that was nice.
0: It. We we deserved yeah. that. Oh, but um Probably because they got so much shit for
1: not having it. <laughs> oh man. I wanted a little more of R2 also. Yeah. But I feel like we're finally getting at a point where we're kind of weaning away from the droids. But three people had a lot more time in this film. But yeah i i i was kind of sad like now thinking about that i really would have wanted more chewbacca but then again it's like what does chewbacca do other than to kind of do we kind of just interpret like what he thinks and what he says <sighs> but, oh. i don't know um do you uh are here I'll, I'll read rebecca's email okay um she titles this SUP part two hey ladies i saved your email to my contacts now so i can easily email you guys from my phone hence <laughs> <It's> this email <laughs> um i was just emailing to agree with brit that kylo ren is hot thank you holy fucking moly also what do you ladies think about the chemistry between ray and kylo i was never a raylo fan but after the last jedi i may have changed my mind you're surely rebecca all right thanks rebecca for the email i am a hundred percent with you that I was never a Reylo fan. I kind of laughed at these people who thought that Raylo would possibly th- be a thing. Like, I remember watching The Force Awakens and the part where, you know, she's in the chair and he's like, oh, I see it. I see the island. Like, I thought that was really hot for some reason, but I think that was just me being weird. But that's when I was kind of like, okay, maybe, but this film just they have this connection. I don't know if it's like just the force. It's like, Oh, like people with the force have this connection, but I felt a lot of purposeful chemistry in this film with these two characters, especially when they're on the elevator, when she's like, I could save you, Ben. And she calls him Ben. The fact that she calls him Ben, she sees him as a human and she sees him as redeemable. So I I like where this is going. I like how at the very end of the film, she was very mad at Ben. She's like, fuck you. You, you screwed me over again, but that's just how it is. But I I'm kind of on board with this. And I, I hate that I'm saying that because I'm part of like, there are a lot of, you know, fangirl erotic shit with, you know, Kylo and, and Ray. And it's kind of weird, but I, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm kind of for this right now. And I think this is going to be a kind of a short term thing. It's probably because I want to fuck Ben, but I, I don't know. I'm really excited for these characters and what they're going to endure in the next film.
0: I mean, for me, the moment that, like okay, like, I've never liked it. It's always, like, grossed me out a little bit. But I could see them having chemistry, like, for the first part of this movie. But as soon as he tells her, like, you don't have any part in the story. You're nobody except to me. And I'm like, nope, dude, that is the most, like... Typical, like abusive dude behavior you can possibly have, which is like I'm the only one who thinks that you matter and who thinks that you're important, so you should only be with me and forget everybody else, forget all your friends. That's that's like not nah, that is a not just a red flag that is horrifying that's the thing that
1: fucking scares me is that even though that happened like it doesn't register in my brain like how much of a fuckboy boy that comment was and you know like that oh you're a nobody to, but to me like I took that as okay like or, when I first saw that I'm like okay like there might be something here but that's just so fucked up and the fact that that's not registering in my brain just, just I, I hate that so much and I hate that I still kind of want this even though he's a piece of shit uh i yeah like i i hate that i I hate that that happened and that he's still a dick and that i still kind of want this like i shouldn't i (laughs) i'm I'm pathetic but I i
0: mean there's all there's all sorts of dick characters that i've had crushes on not just in star wars but various fandoms i mean see every talk we've ever had about mendo or see like 20 minutes ago when i was talking about dj but for i don't know there's the particular kind of dick that kylo is that i just doesn't appeal to me at all
1: yeah it's
0: I think, I don't know, I've never in any sort of media been attracted to the, oh, but he's really just the wounded guy who had a really fucked up childhood and now he's damaged. I'm like, nah. I, I don't know what it is. It just, I find it like it just leaves me cold. But I don't like, you look, You know, if you, if you like it and you're like, I don't, there's nothing wrong with that. It's a fictional character. You're allowed to want to fuck whatever fictional character you want. I think this is, like, my
1: first time, like, wanting to, like, like seriously, like, you know, as an adult woman, mm-hmm. liking a character. So I think that's why I'm so conflicted. Oh, okay. But, yeah. Um, thank you, Rebecca, for the email. And, yeah, go Ben. But, um, yeah, that's... Um,
0: <laughs> like that—that that was our review. <laughs> like we said, this is really sort of all over the place. Um, we were talking. I think in the future weeks, we're sort of going to devote episodes to particular storylines and really dig into them. So I know we like we didn't we didn't talk about anything particularly in depth, but like we'll do an episode where we talk about Luke and Ray. We'll do an episode where we talk about. Finn and Rose We'll do an episode where we talk about like the resistance political stuff with Leia and Holdo and Poe. so I mean, there's just so much to this movie we're gonna be talking about it a lot for the next mm-hmm. you know several months at least. So you know, if you want something a little bit more <laughs> coherent and 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 step by step we will we will have it in the future, but you know, we just saw this movie for the first time. Two days ago. So we're still on the excitement levels.
1: Yeah, we're still processing this. And, you know, we're excited to kind of get more depth with the film and, you know, with the characters and kind of not scene by scene, but kind of scenario through scenario. So I'm really excited to do that.
0: Yeah. But if you have any like specific stuff you want us to talk about or things that you noticed that, you know, you, want to have us read out then then send us email it's cantobytepod at gmail.com we're always happy to have people um people write in especially when you know something big happens like a new movie so like, mm-hmm. yes, oh, if yeah. you have comments or questions about anything or you'd be like oh I can't believe you guys didn't talk about this particular thing then definitely you know flag us and tell us that we should have talked about it I already feel
1: like we're going to end this recording and be like, Oh, we didn't talk about that. But I feel like we've kind of touched on everything. Like we did not really talk about Snoke, but you know, what is there to talk about Snoke? Like he's dead now. Like who gives a shit?
0: Yeah, I do. And I said this, I said this in the DM chat, I think, but I, I kind of love that. Look, and I, I say this, I say this loving, the force awakens. I also say this loving, quite a bit of lost and alias and other uh jj abrams stuff there is a certain extent where this movie is like hey jj fuck your mystery box because snoke doesn't (laughs) matter (laughs) ray's parents don't matter there's so much stuff that she's just like not nope they're just not anybody they're just who ray is ray snoke is snoke fuck it (laughs)
1: Beautifully said. And I totally agree. Like, just not shitting on everything that JJ did, but be kind of, like, shutting it down. All right. This person's dead that you created. This thing doesn't matter. Snoke doesn't
0: matter. And say that I have no idea what JJ intended. Because part of it, part of it is always just fandom being fandom. And they're going to make mysteries out of things that were never intended to be mysteries. Like, Ray's parenthood. Yeah, obviously that was meant to be like oh what is it but i don't i mean i don't know that jj necessarily even meant it to be something huge um and and snoke who knows i mean snoke is just like this mysterious evil bad guy and so everybody started with their stupid snoke theories but so i don't i don't want to i don't want to put that stuff on jj if if that wasn't his intention But I just feel like, I feel like uh, having watched his other stuff, he does like to set up mysteries more than he likes to pay them off. So I was, I was, I was happy with the stuff that this movie resolved.
1: Were you also happy that we didn't get a solo trailer?
0: Oh my God, yes. Because I, I, my brain. I don't need that right now. <laughs> I don't. I don't need to be thinking about Han Solo right now, because I got this awesome movie, and I want that trailer in a couple months. When I've processed all this other stuff, so I can like really. I think it would have hurt both my reaction to this movie and my reaction to the trailer itself.
1: When do you even think we're getting this trailer? Oh, who knows? Like
0: in January.
1: I still can't believe you haven't gotten anything yet. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why I'm thinking about this now, but um, another moment in the film I really enjoyed was uh, when Luke's like, sorry, Ben, I failed you. And he's like, I bet you are. <laughs> like, he's such
0: a little bitch.
1: He's so angry. No, I point is, like,
0: he did, he did, you know, He did think that Luke tried to murder him. However be pretty pissed too if someone tried to murder me
1: but not as pissed as Ben oh my god oh my god angry little soul he he just needs some weed or something he needs to chill out oh and I did
0: like, like we were saying oh and but I liked that Kylo said that he didn't hate Han that it wasn't about hating him I thought that was really interesting Because there have been all this stuff, you know, about like, oh my God, you know, what, what kind of parents were Luke and Leia that this happened and how, you know, like, I mean, I got a lot of parents were Han and Leia that this happened and all this other shit. So I thought it was, I thought it was interesting that it wasn't, it wasn't about him hating Han. It was about this whole, I've got to, you know, I've, I've got to kill my past thing. I thought that was really interesting.
1: Yeah, I definitely was is, is in the party of that he really did hate his parents, but he kind of felt like this had to be done. And that, you know, he, going back to let the past die, like he just wants the past to die. Like he wanted the rebellion, everything, the first order, like he wanted everything to die so that him and Ray could kind of restart everything and so they could, quote unquote, work together.
0: Yeah, I think that's my uh, actual last thought. So,
1: <laughs> I think so too. Because I, someone had posted on the Wars Safe Haven that that moment, and I'm like, that's probably one of my favorite moments. Like Rusty and I have just been been yelling at each other. I bet you are. Like the past two days.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, I failed
1: you. I bet you are. But
0: okay, so all right, you can email us at <laughs> cantobytepod at gmail dot com. You can find us on Twitter at cantobytepod. You can find me on Twitter at ef lind. That's at e f l i n d. How about you, Brit?
1: You can find me on Twitter as canto brit.
0: Alrighty, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this kind of messy episode. But I, I don't know. I love hearing just people's like instant reactions. So I hope that you guys do too. And we will see you next week with some more coherent, well-developed thoughts, I promise. Bye. Bye. Bye.